Damn it! <sighs> Sorry, guys. I, I, I lost my composure out there. I'm an idiot. Frank, Frankie, don't worry about it, all right? We're gonna make those points if I promise you that. And your skin's gonna grow back, too. Okay, now how many events do we actually have left here? One. Uh, Frank's accident definitely set us back, but if we pass, if we pass athletics, we're in, so. Come on, all right, everybody. That's what I'm talking about, guys. We've made a great effort so far. Let's just keep it up. That's right! We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? We've got to keep our composure. We've come too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to just keep our composure. Long, Prescott, runs it up the middle. 15, 10, 5, diving to the run! So, you have a video series idea for me? Yes, sir, I do. So I was thinking I could make a series where a screenwriter guy pitches movies to a studio executive guy. So just like, a pitch meeting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you come up with that right before walking into this pitch meeting? Uh, you got me. I completely forgot to think of an idea before the meeting, so the meeting became the idea. Well, okay then. So yeah, I was thinking we could have the writer guy pitch all these questionable movie ideas, and the producer guy thinks they're all amazing. That does sound amazing. Yeah, and the screenwriter guy could have like a little catchphrase. Oh, is it gonna be hard to come up with a catchphrase? No, it's gonna be super easy, barely an inconvenience. Uh I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. Um, I mean, it's just more question you have to ask me um, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spiel. <laughs> I don't even know where you're sitting at. But <laughs> <laughs> It's the Zero to One Hundred podcast, episode sixty-nine. Nice. So in this episode, uh, I actually am joined by my brothers uh, Corey and Ricky. This was actually recorded as per usual a couple of weeks ago. Uh, actually, when uh, Black Widow premiered on Disney Plus and in theaters, and we all watched it and uh, wanted to review it and uh, talk about what we thought about the first uh, Phase 4 Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe movie that came out because, you know, you've had the TV shows with WandaVision and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki. And so this is the first movie and we uh, share our thoughts on that. I think we, we, and we do actually get into some of the TV shows as well and talk about what we're excited about with the uh, future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Phase 4 and uh, what we're hoping to see uh, coming forward. Also, uh, I do talk about the Summer Olympics uh, because in terms of sporting events, uh, and as the time I'm posting this, 
the Summer Olympics have concluded. And uh, in terms of sporting events, of course, football is number one without question. So, in like sporting events, I look forward to Super Bowl is number one. Second is March Madness. Third is the Summer Olympics. And uh, fourth come, for me comes in is the NBA Finals. Um, Summer Olympics is, is big to me just from watching it as a kid and as I've gotten older, you look at certain events and you always want to be an athlete and you go, which Olympic sport could I do? Which thing could I actually try to take on that could become a, a, an Olympian? So that's part of my viewing of it. I mean, it's and it's so ambitious to me, the massive amount of sports that goes on in events. And, I, and it's all in this one location. It's like all across the country or all across the city. And, you know, it just, I don't know, the whole concept of it is always so cool to me. And uh, so I share my thoughts on that. And then, of course, I will wrap things up with a preview or, or details of what is to come. And, um, and uh, you know, with future episodes. So without further ado, let's get into it. This is the Black Widow movie review. What were our thoughts on it? You're listening to the Zero to 100 podcast. It's the Zero to 100 podcast. I have two guests with me. I have my brother, Corey. What's up, Corey? Hey. What's up? My brother, Ricky. Hello. So, wanted to have you guys on to talk about, uh, do a movie review, because uh, Black Widow came out last week. I think we, we uh, well, we've all seen it. So, let's get started. Let's go with a letter grade. Uh, Rick, what would you give it? Uh, I just give it a solid B. It was a good movie. Um, the only uh, the only drawback is like it really would have been. It, it didn't take anything away, but it would have been like a lot better if they had done it. You know when they should have done it. Mm-hmm. Corey, what you give it? Hmm, I give it a B minus. Um. And that's more, I guess, uh, just because I had higher expectations, you know, coming off of uh, the previous Marvel movies and also the Disney Plus shows. And so, um, yeah, like if this, I was listening to some podcasts and they were talking about, I guess, like timeline wise, if you watched them in chronological order, you will watch this one um, right after Civil War. Mm-hmm. And so... It's like, yeah, if this had came out right after Civil War, um, even though they didn't really feature any other Avengers, it, it would have been much more um, effective, and I, I probably would have ended up giving it a higher grade. But mm-hmm. um, all, all the years of um, you know Marvel movies and then the Marvel TV shows, I was a little underwhelmed. But if I look at it like completely objectively, it is a good movie. So that's why I say B minus. Yeah, I I agree with you guys. I would give it my, my grade for it was B plus, almost A minus. I I but I stick with B plus, and it, and because I do feel like they they misstep. I mean, like I know it's supposed to 
come out well before some of the Disney Plus shows. And I think that's kind of what hurt it because I feel like if it had came out before the Disney mm-hmm. Plus shows, it it wouldn't have been I probably would have held it a little bit higher, but um it, it also just made me feel like, man, I wish they had put this out earlier. Like that was the biggest complaint I really yeah. had with it. Um so let's go, let's let's uh, let's get some of the negatives out the way. Uh or we can start with the negatives. I'll tell you my one negative or I had a few, but the main negative I had was that was stupid to me how it ended with her sending her family away and then like her spy family away and then being like, I'll deal with Ross. And then it just jump cuts to her with the Quinjet leaving to go like, you know, meet up with Captain America more than likely because it pretty much shows this is where she went after Civil War before uh, Infinity War. And so I was like, how she get away from Ross? Mm-hmm. Not gonna show that. Like I just thought that was weird, and it was always like it didn't even make sense to do that because you were like she could have just left with the rest of them, and then still went to go meet with Captain America and stuff, and and that was a negative. And I thought, I thought Taskmaster, the Taskmaster, master, um, uh. Action scenes were cool, but overall the villain was weak because yeah. it was pretty much a mute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'd agree. I think for me the the biggest negative maybe was uh, uh, probably the villain because you know I always like a good villain in a movie, and it's like I just never really felt the. I never felt it uh, like, like you know, it was a good movie. It wasn't a bad movie, but the villain didn't do anything for me. And then what was the other thing? And this is minor, but I know when watching it, I watched that scene, you know, where they go to break the dude out of the prison. And um, they're shooting up the helicopter and I'm just like, dang, like they using like real, like, you know, shooting that joint up. I guess they got anti-aircraft like weaponry or whatever. But it's like, it ain't matter. Like it had no effect whatsoever on the operations of the plane. And then the other thing was like the big avalanche and everything. And I'm like, dang, all these people about to die. It's just funny because these were all things if you watch the pitch meeting though. They were all things that he brought up in the pitch meeting. And I really was like, so we just want like the aircraft is completely unbothered by, you know, the bullet fire. So, yeah. Corey? Yeah, I guess my negatives was, and and it's like I didn't think about it until what you said, Billy, but it was like, yeah, the the stakes weren't really there. Like, nope, the only people that got killed was you know random bystanders and a couple of the widows or whatever like um if taskmaster is supposed to be all tough or whatever he uh she should have killed somebody you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like uh i i don't know killed a killed a rick mason dude or something like um because yeah it, it it really just made it kind of like 
you know, uh, it was almost like like a TV show where it's like, yeah. uh, you know, we got to keep these people alive so they come back for the next episode or whatever. So it was like, you know, nobody is really going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then, like, just uh, she should have had at least a concussion, something. Oh, like, man. <laughs> like, the, yeah. like the only injury suffered was uh, Rachel Weiss's character. Had a couple of injuries, and then uh, the the little sister, I guess, got her arm shot or cut or whatever. But uh, I don't think uh, the Black Widow had any injuries at all. Well, she like, broke her nose. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> that was self inflicted. Like when she uh, fell off that tower oh, and hit, hit yeah. everything on yes. the way down, yes. and then landed on her feet. Yeah, like, I thought that was incredibly weird too. Like, <laughs> she really just gonna land on her feet though? Like, yeah, like she hit everything. Like, yeah, I guess you know it's funny because had some broken ribs at least. Like, that's like it's it's funny because Ricky mentioned the pitch meeting, and I know that like I like the pitch meetings even when he gets on movies that I actually like. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was pointing that out, but like, because I mean, I thought it like when they had the one uh, accident from the. the um, Taskmaster chasing them and they crashed down in the subway and I was like oh well they should uh, be greatly injured from that but I know with Marvel stuff I just suspend the belief from it like I just be like oh, it's a superhero joy, a superhero universe, superhero rules and even though I know she's technically not a superhuman I give it a pass like I let it, I let it slide as opposed to like when I watch a Fast and the Furious movie, it drives me effing crazy where they shooting a car into space and everybody's like, yeah, mm-hmm. let's shoot a car into space just because mm-hmm. they wanted to do it. And I think that's freaking retarded. <laughs> so. You know what? And now the, the other thing, though, I forgot was when she got they, the Taskmaster shot her car like on that first like, you know, mm-hmm. on the bridge or whatever. And my initial reaction when watching it was like, why the car didn't blow up? Like, I could yeah. understand, like, remember when Nick Fury got the joint on his and it, like, blew up or whatever? But that's because he was in, like, this super armored vehicle. This mm-hmm. was, like, a beat-up Norwegian brand vehicle that there's no reason why it should have been able to sustain that blast. Yeah. yeah. But I, that's, again, I just kind of... I suspend it because of the universe that it exists in. Like, if yeah. there was anything else, I probably... But, but it, you know, it, it, it was a stupid choice, though, because it's like, you know, the Taskmaster, she could have shot the tires out with a sniper rifle. Like, yeah. Or they, the Taskmaster could have uh, jumped in front of the car and just been standing in the middle of the road and then sliced the tires, like, that would have been cool. Like, mm-hmm. it's any number of ways to incapacitate the vehicle besides shooting it with a rocket, which, you know, should have blew the car up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. How did you feel about the overall story, though? Like, the um, her confronting her past and, and they exposing where the, um, like, where she came from in terms of the Black Widow program and the Red Room and all that stuff. I guess the, the story was um, it was decent. Like I wasn't bored, um, so I'll give them credit for that. Like uh, I mean, it was a, a a little clunky in some parts, but um, 
overall, like it, it, it kind of, um, I guess made some sense or whatever, uh, to some degree. But then again, like, I don't know how the taskmaster tracked, um, the antidote to wherever, but you know, it, overall, uh, you know, I found it an interesting story, I guess. Like, really? Yeah. Bring- I, I thought it was just okay. Like it was just it was it was enough. It was just okay. Um I felt like yeah, no, it was it was just okay. I felt like they could have made it a little bit more interesting. I don't have any specifics on exactly how. I just felt like they could have though. Um, I, so it just seemed pretty straightforward and, and kind of basic. Yeah. The only thing that was interesting was that, it, like, the red room was up in, uh, you mm-hmm. know, the air at this point. So. Yeah, I found it like, in terms of a spy story, like, I, I felt like it was good. Like, it was a. I mean, we just talked about some of the unbelievable stuff that took place in it, action wise, but I thought it was a grounded story as opposed to. Like WandaVision and Loki, where you had these this cosmic threat and these cosmic or supernatural forces at play, and like even like as as far as a spy story, I I liked it. Like I, in in terms of a spy story, I enjoyed it. I would say more than the spy elements of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like you know, I I, I think I think I would probably say. See, I don't know if I would say I liked it more than Falcon and Winter Soldier, but that that's a difference in styles to me. And plus, one was a show and one was a movie, even though they was both kind of shot as movies. You could say, like, you could just say the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was one long movie. Um, so those are some of the negatives. What was the more uh, positives? Like, what was the most positive things that you liked about the movie, Rick? Uh, probably just her dad. To be honest with you, uh, the dude that played her dad, um, that was like the best part. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, fight scenes were decent. Not really just her dad. I think that was it. That's all I got. Corey? I'll say um, the the fight scenes and action were pretty good. And uh, the humor, you know, like uh, was I wasn't really... Humor. I wasn't expecting any humor, and I probably should have because it's a Marvel thing. But uh, yeah, like the jokes that they had, and, uh, <laughs> I thought were funny. Yeah, I, I thought the performances was uh, was really good. Um, the action sequences I thought were good. The fighting was good. The uh, performances that stood out was yeah, definitely uh, David Harbor who played uh, the Red Guardian who's like Russia's super soldier. And um, uh, I like, what's her name? Florence Pugh, who played mm-hmm. Alina Belova. She was funny as I don't know what to be. But she was like, why do you always do that? Do what? Oh, you yeah. yeah. You're a poser. <laughs> yeah. No, that was good, yeah. <laughs> she was, was good, too, yeah. And um, yeah, I I thought the dude who played the main villain, uh, Drake off, he was okay. Ray Winstone, he was all right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I thought. Yeah, it was, I didn't hate him. I didn't hate him. Yeah, I did think it was cool that the um, red room was like a mini helicarrier because it was floating in the sky and stuff. 
and that made for a cool, you know, again, you had to suspend your disbelief in terms of the action sequence when they brought it. Yeah, you got this thing falling from the sky and ain't nobody get hit. Like, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, that was, but, I, you know, it's funny because, like, even him and the fortress and all of it, it was very, it was almost to me, it was just like a Bond movie, but in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I love mm-hmm. Bond movies, so that's, I think that's the other reason why I kind of gave it a, a higher grade than uh, maybe it kind of warranted. But um, what was I going to say? Where do you guys feel like it stands in terms of the Marvel? Uh, or in fact, like this is the first movie technically that they, they came out for phase four. Uh, where do you guys feel like in terms of the first three phases where this ranks? What wouldn't it be the second though? Because it was Spider Man. Well, Spider Man was technically the end of phase three. Oh, okay. Like, even though, mm. like, if you, it's funny because if you watch the pitch meeting for Spider Man Far From Home, the guy was like, Well, didn't we wrap up phase three with Endgame? And I'm like, uh, Yeah, but now we're really going to wrap it up with this. So, because Spider Man happened. Did it happen before or after WandaVision? Before WandaVision. Okay. So technically, Spider-Man Far From Home was the last movie in the phase three. Um, WandaVision was the first thing going into phase four. So it was like WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, then Loki, and then Black Widow. This is the first actual movie. From phase four, um, so Black Widow was supposed to come out in 2020, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. Mm. It's supposed to come out before the TV shows. Yeah, I think that that would have uh, definitely helped or, or boosted my grade of it because you know we was coming off the the Loki uh, season finale, and so I was just I I had high expectations of I guess it. You know, like moving the the Marvel stuff forward somehow, even though I know it's a prequel. But oh, I guess I guess since I haven't watched Loki, that's why I didn't really have any expectations. Um, I just thought it would be okay, and it kind of met my expectations. I didn't hate it. Uh, in terms of where I'd rank it, though, I don't know. So, in terms of where I rank it with Marvel movies, it's it's just a movie. It's like middle, middle of the pack, bottom, bottom. Maybe it's like it's in the, uh, it's probably in the forty fifth percentile or something like that. If I had to do it like that with Marvel movies, but as far as women superhero movies, I think I might actually rank it first. Uh, over Wonder Woman because that's the only other thing it's competing with. Yeah. As I think back on Wonder Woman and as much as I'm starting to hate DC movies now, I think it's first among women superhero movies. Okay, yeah. I didn't even think about it from that standpoint. Yeah, because for me, in terms of Marvel movies, yeah, I would rank it in the middle of the pack. Like, I would... I will put it in um, outside of the that first tier where you have like uh, you know Infinity War and Endgame and 
Winter Soldier, like like you know, if we had a top ten, it's definitely it's not in the top ten, but it's like in that second tier. Like I would probably put it in like the fifteen or, or fourteen range, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think it is. Now that you mentioned it, because it was like it was funny because some I saw somebody tweeted about how much they they was like they, the first uh, five minute or opening sequence from from Black Widow was better than the entirety of Captain Marvel, and I was, mm-hmm. I was laughing. I said, you know what? I was like, I would agree with that because I was like, it is far in a way better than Captain Marvel to me. I just yeah. The more I focused on Captain Marvel, the more I dislike it. Like I refuse to go back and watch it. I, that's I what I'm saying. It. I, 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 it's it's funny because I'm like, I know coming out of the theaters, I was like, I don't need to see a Captain Marvel too. But mm-hmm. I kind of want to go back and watch it again to be like, was it as bad as I thought? That's what but, I want to yeah, do. I really def- go this is it. definitely better than Captain Marvel for sure. Yeah, I want to go back and watch Captain Marvel. In fact, it's funny because actually after the Loki finale, I was so fired up. I, I went back and started watching um, the Marvel movies from a chronological timeline. Like they... Disney Plus has this timeline of how the timeline should work. And I went back and started watching it. And so I watched Captain America. And then technically, uh, Captain Marvel is the next one that I'm supposed to watch. I haven't watched it yet. But I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to watch it. Because I just, I remember when I saw it, I was like, oh, it was all right. It was good. I didn't think it was great. I was just okay. But then it's like the more I thought about it, the more I started to dislike it. And then, like, after her introduction in Endgame, where she pretty much didn't do anything, and then they just used her as a deuces uh, machina, I was kind of like, yeah, I don't really like her. Like, it's just because they didn't develop the character that great to me. Yeah. And then it's like they made her so powerful, it's kind of like, what is the point? And it almost, it's, it's almost like when I watched the pitch meeting for Captain Marvel, and I, I know we keep saying pitch meeting so much because mm-hmm. it's so funny to me. But it was like, even when I watched the pitch meeting for Captain Marvel, he was like, so, it, like, you know, when he gives, she gives Nick Fury a pager, contact for emergencies. So he's like, so uh, invaded alien. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wasn't uh, crisis enough. And they're like, no. It was like, and a, a super artificial intelligent robot about to destroy the planet wasn't seriously he's like, no. And it, it's just, it just yeah. <laughs> like, that don't make no sense. Yeah. So, uh, was there out, outside of I would say, um, uh, or, or actually, we talked about which performances we like. Are you guys sad that Scarlett Johansson is not going to be Black Widow anymore? Because this really was her last performance as the character. I, I'm okay with it. I guess because I like um, Florence Pugh's character and, and how she played it. Like I can see her. Um, replacing Black Widow and, and you know, it, 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 it'll be a little different, but I think, you know, she showed, she could, you know, handle all the fighting stuff and all of that, and, and uh, I think, like, her sense of humor um, brings us something a little different, because, you know, Scarlett Johansson was good as Black Widow, but I don't think she had, like, the sense of humor thing. Like, the whole uh, Black Widow-Hulk romance thing 
never really made sense to yeah. me. So, it seemed to just like come out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, I, I'm okay with them, you know, moving to a new character. Like I, I think, you know, her story, you, you had like, you know, the complete arc and all of that stuff and stuff. I'm in agreement. Uh, Rick? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I, good. I'm good now, you know, with Scarlett Johansson not doing it. I think she did well for what she had to do with it. And uh, I don't I don't need to see anything else. I'm good. Yeah, I'm with you, Corey. I never bought the Black Widow-Hulk relationship thing. I thought it was forced. I thought, like, I didn't hate it as much as other people seemed to do. Like, cause I it, did. It kind of surprised me how much people... Like, well, actually, you know, I shouldn't say uh, that many people. I think it's a vocal minority that didn't like Age of Ultron. Like, I loved Age of Ultron. I thought it was dope. Um, but that was one of the things a lot of people complained about. Is this that relationship is ridiculous and it doesn't make any sense. And I was like, yeah, I guess, whatever. But, um, I, yeah, I never bought it. Like, I thought to me would it made even more sense if she got in a relationship with Captain America, like that made more sense to me than if she yeah. was messing with Hulk. But um, yeah, it also was unnecessary. I felt like it was an unnecessary thing, regardless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought she did a good job. It is like, but I feel like again, I feel like this movie should have came out before Endgame. I just because mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. like it. It kind of sucks because while I was shocked by her death in game, I was actually really shocked by it. Like, oh, snap. It just, this didn't undermine it, but it also kind of made me go, man, y'all, why y'all wait to give her her own movie? Because I remember after Captain America, The Winter Soldier, I was like, I will watch a Black Widow. Yeah, 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 Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was like, give me a Black Widow movie. And I was, so it just didn't make sense to me that they waited uh, so long to do it, and I think mm-hmm. it was funny because I think it was um, I can't remember. I think it was in the pitch meeting for Black Widow where the dude was joking about how they took so long to do it because yeah. the CEO at the time didn't want to do a female superhero movie, and then it wasn't until Wonder Woman came out and was super successful. They said, like, "Oh, let's do a female superhero movie." <laughs> so yeah. So that's it for the uh, Black Widow review. And if you hadn't uh, been able to guess from that music, this is the portion where I'm going to talk Olympics. So I'm not going to go into uh, great detail of all my favorite moments because I'm actually going to save that for the next episode when I have uh, some of my friends and and family on so we can talk about our Olympic um, (laughs) moments that we watched this year uh i will say this so this was a tough olympics to watch overall uh mainly just from the time difference of it being in tokyo uh and i know had a little bit of experience in it especially with trying to touch base with my brother ricky uh while he's over there trying to find the right times for when uh to call him or, or have him on the line and it's 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 always so the concept of it or not the concept, but the the logistics of it has always been so crazy. Because I remember when he first 
went over there and I'm like, so as of right now, when I'm recording this portion and posting it, it's uh, 8.40 at night here in the United States. But over there, it is, uh, I believe it, because of the time difference, it went back or whatever, but it's like 9.40 in the morning over there. So it's Tuesday morning, like it's Monday night here in the United States, but it's Tuesday morning him over there and that always trips me out because i'm like he's in the future <laughs> but anyway uh the time difference made it hard because a lot of the events that you really cared about were already taking place and because of uh all the reporters being over there of course they don't like sit on the results like oh we'll sit on the results until prime time no you know already so it's like you know stuff before it even happens and what I ended up doing to try to avoid stuff was I would turn off um, all of my sports notifications and that way, and I would try to steer clear of Twitter, that way I could not be spoiled. And it it only worked a few times. Like, I, I was really mad when I it spoiled that Simone Biles was going to perform the balance beam. And then I was like, well, I just don't want to know the result. And then, unfortunately... The results came through that she got a bronze, and I was so mad that it I spoiled it. And um, but I, the one time it didn't work, or no, I'm sorry, the one time it did work, and it was a a bum like a bumming effect was when the U.S. women's soccer team was in their uh, quarterfinal match versus Canada, and or no, I'm sorry, semi-final match versus Canada, and I was avoiding it for the most part, but I saw something on Twitter that said like Megan Rapino and I quickly got off of it because I didn't see the headline, but I thought that she had, because it said kick something and I thought, oh sweet, they won or they won on penalties or something like that. And so I'm sitting there watching it and the, you know, the game's going on and I'm scoring and I'm like, oh, okay, this is weird. And then Canada ends up scoring on a crazy uh, penalty kick call from VAR, which is their instant replay review system, and Canada ends up scoring on a penalty kick, and it's like five minutes left, and I'm like, wait a minute, okay, well, clearly they tied it within the five minutes, and I'm seeing them struggle, and they keep missing opportunities, and then they're like not doing it, I'm like, what's going on here? When are they going to score? When are they going to score? When are they going to tie this game up? And it's like they don't, and they end up losing, and I was so bummed. I was like, no. And speaking of which, it it is so frustrating to me, the hardcore conservatives or Republicans that try to put a claim to um, patriotism, and yet they openly root against people that, you know, question uh, social injustice and or want change and want equal treatment for for all races and people, and so they they'll call America out for some of that hypocrisy in, in the stuff that they try to do, and so it's like they openly were like, "Oh, I'm so happy the women U.S. team lost. I'm so happy Megan Rapino lost." I'm sitting there like, "But okay, I thought." This is about America, or I thought you're supposed to be patriot. Like, why are you openly rooting for America to lose? And that's the thing that just 
I mean, I know why they're doing it. You know, one, because they're racist and they're, you know, truly like that's really what it is. And they try to hide their racism and patriotism and they're xenophobic and they try to hide it under patriotism, which is just ludicrous. And it's also part of why I said to my wife, I said, in all honesty, it's so crazy to me how they so co-opt or try to take patriotism and act like, oh, you, there's only one way to be patriotic and it's by doing like always saying America is the greatest this and that and this and that all the while hiding it using it as like a cloak over their racism and so it's like part of why I said to my wife I love the Olympics and it's the only time I can sit there and watch a person waving an American flag and shout USA and I can feel proud about it and not feel like oh that person's a racist because, like, when I'm out and I see certain people rocking the U.S. flag stuff, I automatically be thinking, like, mm, racist. And that's just, that's sad to me. Like, it shouldn't be that way. Like, it should not be that way. But, oh, man. I, I will say, like, other than the time difference and, and trying to find where certain events are, it, I, again, it was enjoyable to watch. Like, I greatly loved it. And I'm going to save some more of my favorite moments for another episode. But, I mean, I watched a ton of Olympics. It was pr- I was pretty much watching it all day. Like, Or if even if I wasn't watching it, it was on in the background. And my wife was like, oh, you're killing me with these Olympics. And I just, I don't know, it was fun. And it was like, there was new events to watch, like skateboarding. Which I will say this. I'm going to say this about skateboarding. It was such a crazy thing to watch. Because I've, like, I remember when I was younger, I wanted a skateboard. I, my parents even gave me a skateboard for Christmas one year. I never could ride it. I was terrible. Um, in fact, I think it ended up becoming used more like a, a tool around the house where if you were moving something heavy, you would just sit it on the skateboard. But I wish I had kind of learned how to do it, but it's... It's all good, but I was very impressed by it. But the thing that really stood out to me that I thought was so utterly insane and crazy was, so Japan won, I believe they won like three medals from the first event, like which was the the park event, which was like where you just do certain tricks down like uh, stairwells, uh, I mean rail, Yeah, stair rail, rails and stuff like that. Grinds is what they're called. They're called grinds. And you do flips. Like, you flip your board and you do all this stuff and you just try to land and you don't fall. And the thing that stood out to me was how Japan had, like, two, uh, it was three people. And their average age was, like, 14 and a half. Because there was one girl that was 13. There was two girls that was 13. One girl was, like, 14. And that was competing in uh, one that was 16. And I was just sitting there. It was so funny. But you had all these teenagers, like all these different countries. Like they were 13. There was in fact a 12-year-old from one country that was competing. And then the U.S. had, and this this is the women's portion. The U.S. had this 35-year-old woman. And I was so like, I mean, she did her best. She didn't meddle. But I was sitting there laughing because I was like, what the heck are we doing? I was like, of course that mid-30-year-old woman is not going to beat these kids. Like, her tricks ain't the same as what these kids is doing nowadays. And I was like, 
Bro, go to the mall or something. Go to the park and grab one of them teenagers that's sitting over here. Why are we sending 35-year-olds to compete versus 13-year-old and 14-year-old teenagers? That don't make no sense. But <laughs> so it was fun. I mean, it was a fun event to watch. As a person who can't skateboard and is not really into it like that, it was it was actually pretty cool and fun to watch. Um I was I will say this, they had karate. Karate was made its a Olympic debut with this and it was because the thing I learned is that when you become a host nation, one, you qualify for pretty much every event because you're a host nation. You don't have to you can put you can put for someone in every event. Like there's certain sports like for example, the men's US soccer team failed to qualify for the Olympics again. So in 2028, when it's in Los Angeles, they don't have to go through any things to qualify. They'll just automatically be in because it's the United States. And so Japan had um, people in, in every event. And that's something that I learned from watching this, which was cool. And they also, as a host station, you get to pick or you get to ask for certain sports to be available. Like, for example baseball and softball had been gone for a while and so because japan is so baseball crazy of course they wanted baseball and softball to be in the olympics and the women's uh, japan team won the gold medal for softball beating the united states softball team and the japan baseball team beat the united states uh, for gold in baseball so that was one of the things they did and one of them that they had brought was karate and I was so, at first I was like, oh, cool, karate. And then it was like, they had one competition where it was being judged. So it wasn't like the person who was doing the karate wasn't actually doing anything. Like, I mean, excuse me, they weren't fighting anyone. They were just doing the moves and they were being judged based off of the moves. And I was like, what? What are we doing here? Are you serious? How are you going to have karate and they don't actually fight anybody? I was like, that's like saying, oh, you're going to have boxing, but... You just show your different punching combinations, but you don't actually box. So I was really bummed by that. But then later in the game, like it's different events. They did have a karate portion where they had opponents. I didn't get to watch that much of it, but I was very happy to see that it existed and that they did. Um, so I, I couldn't say who won the gold because I didn't get to watch all of it. But man, it, it was, like I said, I love the Olympics. It's fun. The Summer Olympics especially. Not a fan of the Winter Olympics. I really don't like them. Don't care. Could care less. Don't like the different events. And I think that's what it is. Because the Summer Olympics is full of fun events. The stuff that everybody can play and do. You can't. I can't ice skate. I can't. I mean, now look. I could be a curler. Without question. There's no doubt in my mind. I could be a curler. But overall, Winter Olympics aren't that fun. And I'm going to be honest. America pretty much sucks at the Winter Olympics. So that's the other part of the reason why I don't really like them. But the true thing behind the Olympics is you always try to see a sport that you think you can do. At least that's how I watch it. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. So even though I hate the Winter Olympics, I know I could be a curler and I could get out there and do it. And that's the only one for the winter I think I could do. Summer, there's a few. There's a few that I'm looking at, and I was like, I think I could totally do that. I remember I had a dream of doing speed walking. I could not do it. It's also the weirdest looking thing on the planet. It's incredibly weird. There's no way I could do it. But badminton, I'm telling you, 
I think I could do it. I could be a badminton player for real. I'm I'm on my grind. And also, I was super inspired by volleyball. I actually love love volleyball. I love playing it and I love watching it. And I was so into it. I was like, I'm going to get serious about getting in shape and taking my volleyball game to the next level. I'm not going out for the Olympics for it, but I'm just saying, I could do this. I'm taking it to the next level. But anyway, that's that's the Olympic portion of the conversation for this episode. Now, I'm going to get back into it with my brothers as we talk about the rest of Marvel's upcoming Phase 4 and what we've thought so far of the Disney Plus Marvel TV shows. You're listening to the Zero to 100 podcast. Oh, uh, all right. So I do want to talk like this is in Black Widow related. Uh, so we can put a pin in that review. How many of the Disney Plus shows have you guys seen? I've seen all three of them. Rick- yeah, I've I've watched every episode of all three. Uh, so I've watched the only one I finished was WandaVision, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm I got partially through episode two and then I left. Uh, I'm finishing up episode two of Loki right now, so I haven't gotten far. Don't I don't you can spoil Captain America. I'm sorry, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't care about that, but um, don't don't spoil Loki because I want to finish it. Okay, I won't spoil too much, but actually, no, I'm sorry. I said we put a pin in uh, Black Widow, but I forgot. What did y'all think of the post credit scene? Uh, Corey and Rick. I, I was gonna say, I think for me, since I didn't watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it did not mean very much of anything other than okay, I guess this chick wants to try and like sabotage the Avengers or something stupid like that or whatever. Corey, yeah, it's interesting because I know that everybody was saying that um, this was supposed to come before. Yeah, uh, her appearance in um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I feel like if I had seen this first, I would have been confused and just like, oh, yeah. I don't know who she is. Like, it wouldn't have meant anything. Yeah, like uh, I, I think her appearance in um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, was better. But I'll know. admit that, yeah, because it's like to me, yeah, it, it almost like. Her Julia Louis Dreyfus's character showing up in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and and her like couple of uh, episodes. Did you, I didn't actually watch the whole thing. Like I saw the beginning of it and then I read read the rest. Did she introduce herself? Like she didn't say her name or anything, or did she? She she like I know that um uh Florence Pugh's character Yelena said her name, but oh, yeah, okay. she didn't really introduce herself. So to me. I know this was supposed to be her first appearance, and I don't know if maybe they shot a couple of different takes of the of the scene. Mm-hmm. She like, uh, you know, gives her a picture of, of Hawkeye saying this is the person responsible for Black Widow's death, and um, like I don't know if if the like, point is, yeah, I think it worked better that she introduced herself in Falcon and Winter Soldier with the. Uh, who's, um, I mean, I, I guess I will say it did make me look forward to the Hawkeye show. So yeah, I guess it was effective. 
Yeah, yeah, that's all I say. I, I would say in terms of that, and it's and it's funny because it's like oh, I didn't know he was getting a shot. Yeah, it comes out yeah. later this year, actually. Hmm. And uh Florence uh Pugh's character is gonna be in it. So like I, I do know that, so it sets that up perfectly. Um, but back to the shows, I definitely I would say I enjoyed all of them. I definitely rank Loki as the number one. Like, because it it was just the story was good, and it's like the overall story, and then the direction and the things that it sets up for the future gets me super fired up. So I'm like, I'm excited about it. And then I will put. I think I, I at the time I said I will put. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier over WandaVision, I still kind of put it slightly over only because of the action aspect of it, because it was action. But then in terms of an overall story, I actually think WandaVision's story was better. And I know Rick said you, you still struggling to get through it. Oh, Which one? Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Oh, wait, no, you finished WandaVision. Yeah, I thought WandaVision. I, I mean, if I on a scale, if I had to give it a letter grade, it's like a C minus. It's like a C minus if I'm being what? honest. It's really, D it's really minus? like a D. No, C minus. It's a D oh, for C me minus. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a D for me. I just didn't. I just and it. I I did it to myself because I know I don't like uh, Vision or uh, you know the Scarlet Witch. And that whole thing was getting on my nerves. Everybody in there got on my nerves, actually. Maybe what? except for the girl from the Thor movie. That's the first even, time I'm about to say even, that's the first time I liked her character. Yeah, that that's probably and even then she was pushing it. So uh yeah, no, I didn't I didn't like it at all. I didn't like anybody. It did nothing for me. I just it was so stupid. Then it was like I'm sorry, at the end of that of the season or whatever, and the dude pulls the gun to shoot the two kids. Really, man? Like, really? Really? Like, you re- like that really is happening. No one would ever do that. Well, he was, it was, to me, he was evil. And then, too, it was just him saying, this isn't real. This is her construct, so it doesn't matter. Even though it is weird that he would try to shoot two kids. It just, yeah, it just was like, what is going on? And then the whole she, it's like, it just, I, just, I thought the overall mystery of it, like, how did this thing come about? And the way it, that episode where they revealed um, Catherine Hahn's character to be the witch Agatha Harkness, and then she was taking her through the journey of her life and how it led to her point, and you was getting stuff revealed. I thought that episode was off the chain, especially because to me it exposed even more. Because you like, she like she revealed that there was something inside you before you even came in contact with the Mind Stone, which had me like mutant powers. They lay in the groundwork. <laughs> also, for me, like yeah, the 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 overall mystery. Of WandaVision, like I think I might have to put it above uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, yeah, I mean, or, or you know what? They're they're like tied because because 
they each had stuff about it that I really liked mm-hmm. and things about it that I thought was stupid. And, but, like, you know, yeah, they were both good shows. Loki's clearly number one, though, mm-hmm. um, without a doubt. But the, the other ones, it, it's like there were certain things about each that I liked a lot. And then, you know, some stuff that was kind of like, eh. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's tough. I would have to watch it again to figure out which one I would put number two and which one number three. But I like both shows. So yeah. I, I think, yeah. they, you know, they've been killing it on the TV side. And uh, yeah. I'm looking when, forward when, to Hawkeye and, and even What If now. Um, well, you know, I ain't going to say too much more. But, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I'll say this. Rick, when you finally finish Loki, we got to do a separate uh, yeah. podcast okay. about it. Hopefully I'll finish it this week though. That's the goal is to finish it up this week. So yeah, it's it's good stuff. I mm-hmm. highly enjoy it. So I, I'm excited about the future or the uh, phase four and where it's going. Cause I it's like it's funny because it's like after watching Black Widow and it was like after uh and then and then uh, the Loki finale, it's like to me there's these two tears of stuff going on where you have this cosmic thing and then you have this grounded um action like like earthly threats and then cosmic threat and, mm-hmm. and um I, so i'm excited to see where it's going so is shang chi the next movie i believe so and i can't even remember when that actually comes out so oh yeah let me ask y'all this what what project are you most excited about that's coming out? Because this year is is Shang Chi, uh, the Eternals, Hawkeye, What If, um, and then I think in December is Spider Man No Way Home is the last thing that's going to come out, and then Doctor Strange sequel doesn't come out until next summer. Um, I think Black. No, I don't know if Black Panther. I think Black Panther is next year. That's this year. I'm looking forward to all of it, but Spider Man, I guess, will be like the number one thing mm-hmm. um, that I'm excited to see with all the rumors about you know mm-hmm. who all will be in it and stuff. I think that's like my number one most excited thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's Spider Man for me. Uh, the Shang-Chi joint, eh, sort of, kind of, Eternals. I could wait until it comes on Disney Plus. And, you and know, the Eternals, I, they, I, don't, I don't get that. that. I, I, I don't even understand why they're doing it. I yeah. was just about to say, the Eternals, for me, is by far, I, it's the least excited I've ever been. The trailer they put out for it, did it didn't help it at all. Yeah. Because yeah, I thought it was one of the weakest trailers I've ever seen. And very similar to how Captain Marvel you like ended with the pager and you was like, where the F was you at at this point? Mm-hmm. The way you're doing the Eternals, I'm like, so Thanos shows up and y'all just like, like, I, like I'll give you a pass on the first Avengers with Loki and stuff. I'll give you a pass on that. But and I'll give you a pass on Ultron. I'll give you a pass on him. But Thanos shows up and y'all just kind of like... Especially because he he's an eternal or a deviant or something. Yeah. 
But yeah. he's somehow related to their yes their species. Yes, because in fact he's rumored to have a cameo in this. So I just kind of feel like what I don't, and I don't know if it's because like they wanted to do, uh, you know, because years ago when they did that one big uh, presentation where Marvel had their own little kind of Comic Con event and they was revealing all these movies that was gonna come out. Like that's where they first came out with the um, uh, Infinity War title. And it's like they had listed Inhumans as one of the movies they was going to do. And then they didn't do it. They had that terrible TV show. Did any of y'all ever see that TV show that came on ABC? I watched like one or two episodes. (laughs) It was terrible. I watched the whole thing. It was absolutely awful. It was probably one of the worst things I've ever seen. It was, it it felt felt like it was something that would have came out Back in the '90s, when mm. they was trying to <clears throat> they was trying to do superhero stuff, and they couldn't really do it, so they just did like a made-for-TV movie for it. It was bad. It was really was that bad. on Netflix at some point or something. I think so. I it's think on Hulu yeah, for sure. it's, it, yeah, it's on Hulu for sure. It's not worth watching. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they did the Eternals to replace it, and they were like, oh, let's do the Eternals because. That's similar, but yeah, nah. They should have just. I felt like it would have been better to me if they did an Inhumans movie because that would have made more sense in terms of why they weren't involved in stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's uh, uh, yeah. I would say the things I'm most excited for is definitely Spider Man. Yeah. And, um, yeah. That that was for sure. Shang Chi. You know what I'm No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. No, I'll, I'll let you finish your thought. Oh, I was just going to say, Shang-Chi is like, I'm kind of, I'm interested, but I'm like, I just, this the one complaint I'll have about Marvel is I like how they take the comics and they don't really replicate exactly what's in the comics. They just use it mm-hmm. as a blueprint to influence their story. But sometimes I feel like they make major missteps. Yeah. In, twist and changes because all right so you introducing the mandarin in shang chi but it kind of annoys me because i'm like the mandarin should have been fighting iron man like that'd be like if if dc had superman and they said oh, let's introduce lex luther like way down the line mm-hmm. but lex luther is fighting batman yeah. instead of fighting superman like what that don't yeah. make- uh, what was I going to say? No, what, what I was going to say earlier, though, was just, um, did you know they're making a She-Hulk TV show, I guess? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be on Disney+. Plus. What do you think about that? I'm kind of excited because uh, I like the actress they picked to play She-Hulk because I, I was a big fan of the show uh, Orphan Black. And um, the main actress, uh, I can't remember, I can't pronounce her last name. I know it's, it's Tatiana or Tatia Masolini, or I'm, I'm butchering her name. But anyway, the main actress from Orphan Black is playing uh, She-Hulk, and I like her. And I know the chick that's playing the villain is um, Jamila Jamil, who came from The Good Place, and I love that show, too. So mm. I'm excited. Who's, she, who's She-Hulk's main villain? 
don't, I don't know anything about I, her. Really. I know that the villain that she's playing is is a uh, Titania. Oh, okay. He was, I think, like a. Um, I don't know much on her history. I know she was part of the Masters of Evil. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw some article that said Megan Thee Stallion is going to be in the show. I think oh. playing herself. I don't know. It, yeah. it, it was weird. Like you know. I know. I know the show. The concept of the show is 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 going to be weird because I think they're doing it like Wandavision, where it's only a half hour or so. And it's um because it's 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 blending action and courtroom stuff because she's gonna be like a lawyer. And I also heard that Daredevil's supposed to possibly have a cameo in it or he was gonna be in it. So I, I don't know, man. It's mm. they're I feel like they're doing a very good job in terms of keeping stuff under wraps because like when I watch Loki they kept certain things of that under wraps and I didn't even like yeah. They, yeah, like they held stuff secret well and even uh, mm-hmm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier well yeah, even WandaVision like when Evan Peters showed up in WandaVision I was like what? I was like I didn't even hear a rumor of that so mm-hmm. they do a good job of keeping their stuff under wraps so I'm, I'm ready to see where this thing goes mm-hmm. All right, guys, I appreciate y'all jumping on and reviewing Black Widow with me and talking about the other Marvel TV shows. And like I oh, said, when you finish- I, I was going to ask, did anybody watch Space Jam? I haven't oh, yeah. watched it yet. I want to watch it. Uh, I did. Like I said, I, I recently rewatched the first one and I was like, mm-hmm. that thing was played up in our head. I said, it's two reasons <laughs> why I feel like that movie, people rave about it. Actually, three reasons. First reason, we was all kids, or we was young. And second, it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be. Because you're like, hey, Michael Jordan's not bad. Or it's not terrible. It's kind of funny. Bill Murray's funny in it. And so the third is it had a dope soundtrack. Yeah. But... Upon rewatching it, I was like, "This is not a good movie. This is a terrible." I, I was never. I mean, I watched it, but it was never. Even as a Michael Jordan fan, I just was never like, "Yeah, oh my God, Space Jam!" Like, just never. And it's so crazy to me, like how so many people, and I don't even like people are acting like this was like some movie that cannot be remade and like it was so great and it was like it never was it was it was always just a movie like at best and it was a weak movie but it was a movie more so to move products and stuff than you know to be a good movie the crazy thing about this one though is like i mean this this one i, I think it's actually pretty good it's okay um i think it's better than the first one um I think they do more with LeBron than they did with Jordan. Um, and then it is very much just product placement, though. Very much just product mm-hmm. placement. I think, like, my positive feelings for Space Jam, uh, the original, is, is like, 90% my positive feelings about the soundtrack. and Because, and, yeah, I, I think I, I tried mm-hmm. to watch it again 
with the kids watch the original and I, I don't really think they was interested. So I'm gonna try to watch the, the new one with them though and see what they think. But yeah. Yeah, I'll check out the new one uh this week and I'll have you guys back and we can compare it. Uh okay. yeah. I, I just know when I did recently rewatch the the original, I was kinda like, this movie is not that great. I was like, <laughs> I feel like people have they've deluded themselves and I just find it funny that everybody is killing like a lot of people are killing the new one like this is terrible he shouldn't have did it I'm like oh, I guess uh, really? I, I think I had a funny joke where somebody somebody that hate LeBron was like it's terrible because it's got LeBron in it and I said well they couldn't have Kevin Durant in it because he would have just jumped ship and joined the good yeah. spot so- yeah. no, he definitely would have he definitely would have <laughs> <laughs> but all right guys, I appreciate all right. you going. All right. Peace. Have a good right. one. Peace. All right. So that's gonna do it for the Zero to 100 podcast. Big shout out of thanks to my brothers Corey and Ricky for joining me. Uh I know that Black Widow has been out for literally weeks now and it's uh it started off great the first weekend i think it made like over 80 million dollars and then the second week it dropped off big time uh because in fact it was even beaten by space jam uh new space jam 2 which was an absolutely horrible movie uh, that's another episode altogether because i'm fighting with my brothers about it because the movie was terrible and like, oh, it wasn't a bit no it was awful it was really bad it wasn't the worst movie i've ever seen or anything like that so i think people criticizing it from that extent i don't think it's that bad but yeah it's not good not a good movie hard two hours to get through um but (laughs) upcoming uh like i said uh in the next episode in fact i will have more olympic talk because i'll get into more specifics of the moments that really stood out to me that i loved and the sports that i enjoyed watching the most we get some other people's thoughts on olympics me and my dad were having this massive debate um about simone biles because of what happened with her where she pulled out and it led to an interesting conversation on what what is your criteria for the greatest of all time and it also made me think about how the black community perceives mental health from a generational standpoint like you know it just led to a deeper wormhole and i had this nice conversation with my sister about how we feel like old school people in the black community perceive mental health as opposed to the younger generation and how it's become more important in our eyes and some people are like oh you need to get over it or you need to toughen up or <laughs> something like that because it i thought what happened with simone biles really opened up the conversation more in that regard um also i will probably have a couple more movie reviews as uh summer movies are really out and there's been some i've seen so i haven't like again i saw space jam 2 terrible saw the suicide squad uh i thought you know what i'll share my thoughts for i'll i'll share my review for that because i would like to do an episode to review it and talk about it because i had some thoughts on it um anyway so i'm gonna try to do better about getting the uh, episodes out sooner my computer is really bad and i've been trying to work through the issues with it uh so i'm trying to get it sorted out so it does delay at times but 
I'm going to try to get these things out more frequently uh, because I still enjoy doing it. I hope you guys enjoy still listening to it. So um, next episode again, like I said, it'll probably be Olympic talk. I still want to do the episode with my good friend Christina and my pastor uh, because she, like I said, she had brought up a very interesting uh, topic in regards to how uh, she felt how the Christian church like really comes down super hard on homosexuality and stuff like that and so that that is definitely an episode that's going to be coming i it's not going to be the next one but as soon as i get the the schedule worked out for them like my pastor's out of the country right now and uh i'll you know christine is always you know cool to jump on when i let her give her notice so just trying to schedule that but uh if you have any other topics you're interested in me covering or any other uh, things, subjects you want me to say, hey, what's your thoughts on it? Just let me know. Email the show at 0 to 100 pod at gmail.com. That's the number 0 T O P O D at gmail.com. Let me know what you thought of this episode. What were some of your thoughts on Black Widow and the Marvel shows? What is like, what did you like from the Olympics? Let me know. Also, follow me on Twitter at WCW Poet. Oh my goodness, how could I forget this? So today is Monday, tomorrow night is Tuesday, and it's the premiere of the new season of Hard Knocks with the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm not even gonna front. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm fired up. I saw the trailer for it, it's about a minute. Uh, and it was like the best tagline on there. Talk about America's team is back, and it's their third time being on there. And it's like the comeback season begins, and I'm so like, yes, the comeback season because you got Dak Prescott coming back from injury, you got Tyron Smith coming back from injury, Lyle Collins coming back from injury, Ezekiel Elliott trying to come back off of the worst season of his professional career. And I'm like, oh, that's what I'm talking about. You got new defense coordinate. The comeback season is back. I'm like, I'm, yo, I'm not even going to fire. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. So what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to have like a mini episode of the Zero to 100 podcast with a reaction to the um, Hard Knocks uh, episode, which is Tuesday, so it'll, I'm going to try to post it on Wednesday. So it won't be as much production to it as I do with this, even though people are production, we production. Anyway, I'm not going to get all that. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to put that out because it, I just, I love Hard Knocks. And I'm it, like, when you love something and then it's like, your vested interest or rooting interest is involved in it then that makes you even more fired up like you like i love 30 for 30s and then when they did a 30 for 30 on the uh, detroit piston motor city bad boys i was like oh i love it even more because it's the bad boys and so it's like you have a better like a vested interest in it so i already like hard knocks now you're giving me my favorite team okay let's go anyway That's the Zero to 100 podcast. Thank you for listening. We out.